What's happening, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Syracuse Basketball Postgame, presented by Krause Health, the exclusive healthcare partner for SU Athletics. Second huge blowout for Syracuse this season. Now, Syracuse has actually lost a lot of big number games this year. When they lose, they lose. They lose by an average of about 20 points per game. But even by those standards, and you think of the big losses Syracuse has had to a number of good teams this year, Wake Forest enters kind of a new territory for Syracuse because the only other game that Syracuse lost this bad was to North Carolina. North Carolina's one of the best teams in the country. They beat Duke tonight. They are a team that is on the short list that can win the national championship, okay? Wake Forest is not. Wake Forest came into tonight's game with a similar record to Syracuse. Credit to Wake Forest for the offensive juggernaut that they are. And boy, the numbers in this game, as we're going to go over, are pretty incredible here. But this is a team that had a similar record to Syracuse. So to sit there and say North Carolina can blow Syracuse's doors off, you kind of accept it in a way because Syracuse is just not on that level. To lose a game like this to Wake Forest is an entirely different story. And by the way, that's not just my opinion. We're going to get plenty of your thoughts on this. Our Syracuse Sports Insiders are going to chime in. Here's what Adrian Autry said as he went to the podium tonight. Quote, I'd like to apologize to our fans and our university for that performance. Going on to say, quote, we didn't compete. That's happened twice this year. The two games I referenced, North Carolina and Wake Forest, too many times. Adding this, Zautry now, quote, this was horrible, terrible. Nothing was good from this game. Nothing at all. We're going to work to my standards over the next few days, referencing the next few days of practice. So no matter what you think about this loss to Wake Forest, and no matter what you're going to say about this loss to Wake Forest, uh, Adrian Autry kind of said it all right there and said it uh, about as bad as you can as a fan tonight. So, yeah, 99 to 70. Wake Forest, folks, until very late in this game, was shooting 70%. They finished at 66%, a season high for them, as you can imagine. Syracuse shoots just 40%. Wake was 12 of 19 from three-point range. Look, we knew this coming in. Wake was one of the better offensive teams in the country, uh, in the ACC, I should say, and they scored, and they scored in bunches. But the problem is you've got two games in a row now. Wake Forest, Boston College, where teams have shot over 60%. Syracuse was just absent defensively tonight. Autry tried man-to-man, he tried zone, he went back-to-man, he could have played, you know, the 46 defense that back in the day that the uh, the Chicago Bears were running, right? The Doomsday defense, the Baltimore Ravens 2000 defense, you could, any defense in the country, right? Wasn't going to matter tonight. The boxing one, name me a defense, okay? The 3-3-5, I'm going through all the defenses in my head. None of it would have worked tonight against Wake Forest. And it'd be one thing if that team, just shot the lights out, right? There's just nothing you can do. Defense. There was no effort tonight from Syracuse defensively. There wasn't enough effort from Syracuse defensively. They were not closing out down shooters, and this was a big issue. So this is a good offensive team that you've got to harass. Syracuse has actually been one of the better teams in the ACC in terms of getting steals. Tonight, Syracuse did get eight steals, but 
you can't let this team have free reign. Now, again, I want to give credit to Wake Forest. They moved the ball well. They shot well. This is who they are. This, they're now 12-0 and at home. They're one of the best teams in the ACC, and I can't say in the country at home because they have not lost at home this year. So you have got to have a maximum effort on defense. You have got to play your best defensive game of the year just to be in a game like this against Wake Forest at home. And Syracuse did not get that tonight. So, look, that is really the story of this thing. Wake Forest throttled Syracuse on the boards 36-23. to J.J. Starling did lead Syracuse with 15 points tonight. A lot of that came certainly when it didn't matter. Judamins with 13 points tonight, but he certainly lost the battle out there tonight with Kevin Miller of Wake Forest, who had 21 points tonight and, frankly, ate Judah's lunch on defense. How about this? Justin Taylor, if you – now. Adrian Autry just said it there that they can't take anything positive from this game. And I'm having a hard time disagreeing with him on that. Justin Taylor at 10 points, Justin Taylor scored. Justin Taylor went into yet another halftime. Hadn't scored. He actually was shooting the ball this game, which has been a difference for Justin Taylor in recent games. If Justin Taylor is going to give you something down the stretch here, 10 points tonight, four of 10 from the field, two of seven from three point range. You got to take what you can get in that department. Quadier Copeland, 11 points. He he uh, fouled out of this game. There was a point in the first half. He took just an awful shot. Autry pulls him. There was a little exchange on the sideline there. Just appeared to be kind of heat of the battle stuff. Benny Williams, technical foul. He had seven points in this game. Plays 24 minutes. Shot two of nine. And this just Autry said it best. There's nothing good that comes from this game and to be here on february the third the the the, the word that comes to mind to me <laughs> the ones that i can't say even on a podcast is disjointed this is a disjointed unorganized basketball team on february 3rd and i've just gotta wonder how that can be the case. One of our Syracuse sports insiders asked a very good and very direct and very simple question that we're going to discuss as we go along here. And I honestly don't know if the answer to that question is yes. So stay tuned for that. We will get to it coming up here shortly amongst the the many great questions and comments and opinions that you, the Syracuse sports insiders, are bringing to the table. So uh, let me throw that up there in case you're not a Syracuse sports insider yet. You should become one. By texting the word orange to 315-847-3895 as we continue the great back and forth with our Syracuse Sports Insiders. I met a bunch today at the Dome. I pulled double duty today. Covered the Syracuse men's lacrosse game. There's some good news. You guys want some good news? Lacrosse team looks pretty darn good. Beat Vermont 20-7. to How about this, though? Colgate. Knocked off Penn State today. Penn State's the number four team in the country, and I get it's early, but Penn State's a pretty darn good team. Colgate comes to the Dome Monday. So the lacrosse team's got a much earlier than expected test coming to the Dome. So if you want good news, something to take out of today with a smile on your face, you got that going for you, which is nice. In terms of this uh, men's basketball team, though, you don't take anything good away from this. You really can't. But that's my question. How can you be Syracuse? The lacrosse team played their first game of the season and they beat somebody by 13 points. How can you be at February 3rd? There's still no ball movement. There's still so much disjointed play on this team. How can you be regressing defensively? Last two games, Boston College, decent team. Wake Forest, decent team. 
those other blowout losses that Syracuse had this year, Tennessee, okay, Tennessee just knocked Kentucky's doors off tonight. Gonzaga, perennial power, Virginia, one of the better teams in the ACC, a team that always has Syracuse's number, no matter what the case may be. You look at those, you don't like it, you don't appreciate it, but you can at least understand some of these blowout losses. Boston College, they didn't get blown out. They lost by five, but that is the only loss Syracuse had this season that was by less than 10 points. So if anything, look, we know about this team. When they lose, they lose. When they win, they win. When they play well, they're hustling. They're going up and down the court. They're free-flowing. They're moving the basketball. Someone's in the flow offensively. If it's Judah, J.J. Starling, who's come along offensively as of late, Chris Bell's hitting threes, right? Things are flowing. But when the, the, the spout shuts off, it just shuts off, and it is contagious. It affects the entire basketball team. So that's my concern. And, look, I'll give Autry credit for what he said, but what you're going to do in practice the next few days cannot be the same thing you have done. Like, I can't believe I'm even saying this, but why did you pull Justin Taylor in the second half? When he's on, he's on. Taylor's playing well. He's getting some resemblance of confidence back. Autry talks all the time about how he's always making the defensive rotations as crisply as he does. Why are you pulling him in the second half? Now, mind you, Wake Forest is going to win this game regardless, but there is just some real questionable coaching from Autry. He's going to have bad days, guys. He's going to have bad days in his first year as head coach, but you're kind of getting into the grind of it now. You're past the halfway point of the ACC play. Syracuse is now 5-6 and six in ACC play, by the way. They are 15-8 and eight overall on the season. And let's just call a spade a spade here. I'm 10 minutes in, into this podcast, and I would love to be wrong about this because I would much rather talk about and cover an NCAA tournament team. You, of course, would much rather watch an NCAA tournament team, but I think you can make the call now that this team's not making the NCAA tournament short of some miracle run in the ACC tournament. So that would be three years in a row they don't make the tournament. The last time that happened was the late 1960s. Now, here's where I kind of have to figure out the best way to discuss this. It's a new coach, right? But it's not. Autry's doing a lot of the same things that Beheim was doing. He has changed some things up, right? But we're seeing some patterns carry over. So when you say, it'd be one thing if it was like a clean break, like the football team, like whatever the football team does under Fran Brown, that's a clean break. Autry, GMAC, Griff, the only new coach on the staff, of course, is Brendan Strawn, but there is a carryover. You recruited these guys. You coach these guys. You do certain things in practice every day. Now, it's not a clone of what Beheim did. But see, that's where people, I think, have a hard time making a separation. It's one thing if you fire a coach and it's a clean break. It's somebody completely new, and you have to give them time to do their thing. Autry deserves that. But when he's connected to the prior staff, people just it's all lumped into one thing, right? So I get where people's frustrations lie there. Autry's right. There's just nothing good to take from this game tonight. Malik Brown struggled again. He had eight rebounds, but fouled out. He only scored two points in this game. I think we're realizing, guys, just how important J.J. Starling is to being the offensive catalyst of this team. I mentioned it earlier. Look, Judah Mintz, 
He got he got his lunch money taken by by Miller tonight. Miller owned him. Miller scored on him. Miller defended him well. I'll say this: the officiating was not the best. It was not the best. Mintz took a shot in the face at one point. They reviewed it. I don't think it should have been a flagrant, but they missed that call. Wake was playing physical, didn't make the calls needed. Syracuse went to the free throw line 19 times. Wake went there 24 times. I th- I think there maybe wasn't the disparity you would think in that case, but this was not a well-officiated game. But again, <laughs> the score is 99 to 70. I got bigger problems with that. I got 99 problems and the officiating is one, but it's not high on the list. Syracuse had 99 problems tonight from Wake Forest. So they didn't score 100. They got that going for you, which is nice. Uh, We learned all about the new lineup on the CW. By the way, it's up at that weird start time. You just got to be different, right, CW? 7.45. didn't actually tip until 7.53, I think, but why? (laughs) It's so weird. I actually do kind of appreciate the earlier start time, but I don't know. Donna DeToto said it best in, in her recap on Syracuse.com. What's with all the weird start times this year? Anyway, um, that's my big concern with this team. I've told you all about how immature they can be, but they're just disjointed, disorganized, and there's just not enough happening that should be on February 3rd. So that's something we've got to take a hard look at here. How can that be the case? And we're going to get to that simple question. It's as simple as it comes, guys. But the answer to it, I don't know if it's as simple as it sounds. Let's go to our Syracuse Sports Insiders and see what they had to say. Let's start with a positive. Matty G, my guy. Uh, at least we won the tip. There you go. There you go. We'll start with a positive. A uh, shout-out to Matt, by the way, one of our insiders. He has an incredible Instagram account, Vintage Syracuse Basketball. Syracuse basketball fans, go find that on Instagram if you haven't. Matty does a terrific job with that. He's doing interviews now. He had Scoop Jardine on the other day. I think he's going to have Jay Billis on, I saw recently. Shout out to Matt. He's doing a great job with that. Mark in San Diego. I live in California. Weed is legal here. That should help with this devastating loss. Legal, illegal, whatever the case may be. Whatever, uh, whatever helps you out. Some gummies, maybe. I don't know. We shall see. You put your weed in it, man. Remember that Saturday Night Live skip? Anyway, Matt S., just burn the tape and move on. Different kind of burning in this case. Frank F. says, pathetic showing tonight. Can't afford to lose to anyone except UNC if they want to have a shot at the tournament. Look, this team's not making the tournament. And please, if I'm wrong about that, like, remind me of it constantly. But I don't think I'm going to be wrong about that. This team's not making the tournament because they can't put any – the only – consistency this team has is how inconsistent they are they can't beat good teams they don't have the the quad one loss tonight so add that to the mix they're running out of time in terms of teams on the schedule that they have to punch up on and beat not to mention the window is so tight in the ACC this year four teams maybe five are going to squeeze out of the ACC into the tournament how is Syracuse going to be one of them at this point you just got to be realistic about it at this point guys this is not an NCAA tournament team. I don't think the NIT would be the worst thing for these guys, frankly, but no one likes the NIT. And talk about standards, which Autry said, that's not the orange standard to go to the NIT no matter what year it is. 
from my guy Micah, who says, I think they need a good old uh, post-game locker room speech about respecting the name on the front of their jerseys. Well, to hear Autry come to the post-game press conference and apologize for the performance, I think you got it, Micah. Jeff, Brent, this team is a season away. Last two losses have made that clear. All that remains to be seen is how much pride do these guys have? Can they rally and finish strong? And, Jeff, that's the thing. I don't think we've seen a lack of effort from this team. They do play hard. The style of play that Autry has put into place, to his credit, I think allows them to stay in the games that they stay in. But, man, when they shut down, they shut down. And, look, we've talked about some individual players and kind of what they bring and what they don't bring. Chris Bell is just on an extended string of not doing enough for this team. Justin Taylor was there. He kind of got a reprieve tonight. I still don't think he's a starter. I still don't think Justin Taylor is a player who, let's see tonight. I say that he only played 14 minutes. But is he better off the bench? Would a game like tonight be more consistent if he's coming off the bench? I think so. Chris Bell is, he's just not a good defender. So when you look up and he's going 0 for 5 from three-point range, he's not bringing what he needs to bring to the table. I saw the technical fouls and again the immaturity of this team keeps showing that can't happen on February 3rd. Everybody has bad games. The how matters, though. How you lose, how you play, how you look. I don't want to hear this as a young team. I don't. Look, college basketball today, guys come and go. We're going to run into our old friend Joe Girard in a couple of games. You don't get the benefit of developing teams over two, three years with the same cast of characters because of the portal and because of the early jump to the NBA for a lot of these guys. So you've got to make the best of what you have, right? In that sense, and I just, the, the, they are immature, but the youth thing, I'm just, I'm done with that excuse. This, you can't keep telling me it's a young team. It's February. No one's a young team in February anymore so that to me that that falls on coaching that this and Autry said it they're going to recalibrate and practice but if you're just doing the same things over and over again I believe somebody mentioned that's the uh, definition of insanity right Ed P said it before I'll say it again the most consistent thing about this team is their inconsistency from Lacey disconnected discouraged defeated you can see it on their faces early in the game this team is better than this Poor decisions by both the coaching staff and players through tonight's game. By the way, guys, Lacey's boyfriend fell asleep again. Don't blame him for this. Really don't. Come on, Brian. Stay awake, Brian. Michael D., I still had a shred of optimism for this team to make the dance, but that was all lost after the last two performances. From Gary D., says, so unfortunately this team tonight looks like last year's team. We're getting beat offensively, shooting percentages terrible, and getting out-rebounded. Vern says this may be Coach Autry's biggest challenge of his short career, the challenge to motivate his team on the road in a different, difficult situation. A few more from our Syracuse Sports Insiders, including Randy, who says, well, if there's one thing good to say about the second half is adjusting Taylor has finally uh, reappeared from the witness protection program. Other than that, I'm just not sure what to say. From Matt W. says, Brent, thankfully we have lacrosse now. This Hoops team is incredibly flawed and unwatchable. The new goal is the NIT since there's almost a zero chance 
for the tournament. Mike V says in so many of his early season press conferences, Autry said that if this team is going to win, they're going to use nine or ten guys. I hate what I'm seeing these last two games. Fair point. Now, it's a two-game sample space. Autry, for the most part, has done that. But let's look at the guys that played significant minutes. Malik Brown played 30. Justin, or pardon me, J.J. Starling played 38. Judah Mintz, 33. Chris Bell, 25. Justin Taylor, 14. I guess I'll count him. Benny Williams, 24. Peter Carey got over 10 minutes, but I don't think I would qualify him as playing significant minutes. And Quadir Copeland played 19. That's a seven-man rotation, essentially. Peter Carey got 10, but again, I don't know if you count that. I get some games you can't hold that promise, but Autry said we're going to play nine or ten guys. That's who we are. Now, you lost Naheem McLeod. That changes the conversation. you got to be fair about injuries. If Chance Westry was in the rotation for this team, that would change. got to be fair about that. Monir Hema just doesn't seem to be available for extended minutes, but you still have the personnel to do that rotation. I think that's a good point from Mike. Now, I want to ask this very simple question that Steve poses here. Has this team improved this season? Now, if I asked a coach that, they would probably look at me like I had lobsters crawling out of my ears because they'd say, of course, we've improved as a team. I heard Autry talking about it earlier this week. Of course, there are skills and there are things this team does that have improved from the first exhibition game. That's just the natural flow of being this deep into a season, 22 games into a season. So, of course, I want to say they've improved, but have they really? I think Steve asks a fair, direct question here. And if they have, where have they improved? Now, again, we can go through some uh, kind of nuts and bolts stuff that they've improved on. I think certainly uh, Benny Williams has improved his follow-through and – I've seen Quadir Copeland improve his decision-making. Not tonight, but from what we saw earlier in the year, yes. And I can go through each player, and I can watch film, and I, and I can nitty-gritty it a little bit. But has this team improved this season? Their defense is regressing in the last two games against Boston College and Wake Forest. This is the time you're supposed to be getting better at certain things. Now, you do kind of hit adversity the middle part of the season. It's like running a marathon, and you're on mile 18, are you, do you really think you're going to make it, right? You really got to dig down deep and find yourself, hit adversity like this team has. So I'll, I'll be fair about that. They're not any better offensively in terms of moving the basketball. They can be at times, but now this is happening against teams that you're on an even keel with. It's one thing when you can't do that against the high-level teams that Syracuse had on their schedule this year. It's quite another when you're a middle-of-the-pack team that can't do those things. So is the answer a yes or no question, by the way? Is the answer to Steve's yes or no question, maybe? I should I, I believe we have a poll function on this thing. I should do a poll. I'll send a poll to our Syracuse Sports Insiders and just ask them that question. Has this team improved this season? Because your gut response to that is, well, of course they have. But have they really? The core principles of this team that need to improve – Really haven't. If anything, they're kind of stuck in the mud or they, we know what they are. You know what you are. It's not like, oh, man, I'm telling you, once this team hits this stride, look out. Is there a stride left for this team to hit or are they kind of are what they are at this point? 
That's where I fall back on. Again, please prove me wrong. I'd love to be wrong. I want this team to get better. I want this team to be interesting down the stretch. I want this team to be on the bubble. I want this team to be in that conversation. I don't like the NIT. I don't want to watch the NIT. I want nothing to do with the NIT. That ultimately can end up being the best thing for this team. But see, that's an old opinion to have in a way. Because what team? This is a different team next year. Look, Judah Mintz is not an NBA player. Judah Mintz could get drafted. Judah Mintz could play in the G League. But we're kidding ourselves if he's an NBA player. If you think he's an NBA player right now, he's not. He's just not. Do I think he's going to be on this roster next year? No. I think he's going to be playing professional basketball somewhere. Who knows? That, I'm not pulling the plug on the season, guys. I'm just being real about, like, well, go to the NIT and develop and do this. It's like, well, for who? Who could move on in the portal? Judah, I think, is going to move on to some sort of professional basketball, the draft itself, whatever the case may be. He's not on this team next year, right? There's always two or three unpredicted players that leave through the portal. So you got to bring in more guys through the portal. You add in a Donnie Freeman next year, which is a light at the end of the tunnel. I mean, Autry and the staff are adding two top 50. I think Elijah Moore is like technically 53, but top 50 recruits. Donnie Freeman is a stud, raw, but a stud that fills a lot of holes on this team. Elijah Moore is a great player. It's February 3rd. I don't know what's going on with Chance Westry at this point, how much he's practicing, if he's practicing, if he should redshirt at this point. I'll ask Autry about that after the Louisville game, and maybe it'll come up beforehand and we'll get an update on that. But obviously he's not in the mix right now. So – that's the back and forth of these things. Well, if they go to the NIT, they'll be better for next year. Well, will they? Because you have to reset every year in college basketball now, which is where my kind of frustration lies from how this team's playing now. And I, I do not envy the task of Autry, GMAC, Coach Griff, Coach Strawn. That's a hard hand to be dealt every year. But guess what? That's the sport. Football deals with it. And football's got an 85-man roster. Fran Brown has to bring in so many more players to right the Syracuse football ship. In basketball, it's a few guys, right? But I make it sound simpler than it is. It's chemistry, it's flow. But see, a lot of these things can be countered by you got to close out on defense. You got to move the basketball. You have to show me you know what you're doing out there, that you have an offense. This team doesn't have an offense still. That's a carryover from the last coaching staff, which is this coaching staff, but clearly the Bayheim administration, right? Those things could get better. Those things should get better over the next, you know, month and change going into the ACC tournament, and they can. But at some point, you kind of reach that fork in the road, and you're trying to decide which way you should go or which way you think you're going. Or as the Scarecrow would say, some people go both ways. The reality's hitting now, though. And we can measure it. See, I only want about the net system. I've got my issues with the net rankings. There's been some good stuff out there lately that has kind of exposed how certain leagues, the Big 12 notably, are gaming the system. But that's the system we have. you got to get the quad one wins. Syracuse doesn't have them. And put aside metrics, analytics, and you know, everything in between. Look at the losses. 
every single loss is by 10 points or more. So when you're dealing with an all or nothing team and you have the nothing nights, this was a, a nothing night, not, not me, not me guys. We put it back on the screen, right? Adrian Autry, nothing was good from this game. Nothing at all. Not just me, the head coach apologized for this performance tonight as he should. Good for him. Good for him. That's, that's, Look, it's a long season. Everybody has bad nights, but Syracuse has had too many of them. Too many games. As Autry said, again, I'll, I'll put it back on the screen. Quote, we didn't compete. That's happened twice this year. Too many times, right? So when they're good, they're good. When they're bad, they're bad. Now, forgive me a, a second here, guys, because last I looked, this game was not final as we speak here at about 11.20 Eastern time, if you're listening on the podcast the next day, forgive me for a sec here while I look this up. Because Syracuse's next three games are Louisville, Clemson, North Carolina. Forget North Carolina. Forget it. You're not beating that team. You're just not, even at the Dome. Again, I'd love to be wrong. Circle back. Hey, Brent, you were really wrong about that one. Please tell me I was wrong about that one but I don't think I'm going to be. You say to yourself, Louisville is one of those games you got to win. Louisville, I think, is still in quad four territory to help you in terms of your NCAA tournament resume, right? But boy, it'll hurt you if you lose. Now, what I'm trying to look up here, and my computer is not uh, playing nice. Thank you, computer. There we go. So a Florida State team that beat Syracuse recently. Yeah, Florida State lost to Louisville. One ninety-two. Louisville, a seven and fifteen overall, two and nine ACC team, coming off a win over Florida State that beat Syracuse, is your next opponent coming into the dome. After that, you got Clemson who lost to Virginia today, 66-65. The Joe Gerard reunion between Syracuse and Clemson. And then the game you're going to lose to North Carolina. Can Syracuse recover and get back on track? The Louisville game is interesting. So you have a team that's going to, as Autry said, play to his standards and practice the next few games. And it it should be a get... My point, my long-winded... The point here is Louisville should be a get-right game. But Louisville typically is a empty calories game. What did I really learn here? What did I really do? What did I really accomplish in a game like this? Well, they beat Florida State tonight. So now that game, if anything, becomes at least it'll snap Syracuse's attention. The way they played tonight certainly should. But you you gain nothing from that game in terms of your resume, in terms of it's just what you gain is how you play as a team. And then you've got meaty games against Clemson and North Carolina that matter. Those are two tournament teams coming up. So there's no rest for the weary here, guys. What we've got to see from Syracuse over the next few games is tangible progress, a team that moves the basketball, that looks like it knows what it's doing out there, and matures a little bit. Everybody has bad moments, okay? But for Quadier Copeland to... And he played, and I'm sure they got over it, and stuff happens during a game... But the response he had to Autry pulling him in the first half after he took a terrible shot 
immaturity still exists on this team. Benny Williams, technical foul. There was a little back and forth between him and Autry in that situation. Immaturity. Judah Mintz, the way he can kind of, not so much this game, but that Boston College game where he wasn't getting the calls from the refs and it clearly affected him through that game. Immaturity. And I keep coming back to that word. They got to grow up. This team's got to grow up if they're going to play better. So maybe that's what Autry focuses on here in the next few days. We'll see. There's still a lot of basketball to be played. It's just, it's a, you're stuck between a rock and a hard place when it's Louisville. And the only thing you can gain, and I say this as if it's not of value, but the only thing you can gain is a win and, and, and just to, to, to recalibrate and play better. But Louisville be Florida State tonight. And I don't think Syracuse can thumb their nose at anybody, frankly, the way they've played defense the past two games. And obviously, they can't shoot. There's no consistency from the three-point line and the flaws that this team has, right? So Autry said it best, guys. We spent 33 minutes talking about how uh, Syracuse gained nothing from tonight. But he's right from that. That can happen. You just don't want it to happen at this point in the season. And you don't want it to happen against a quad one team that we thought coming in maybe around the same level on, but clearly they're not. They're sliding down the hill, and they're now square in the middle of the ACC and nowhere near the NCAA tournament conversation. So we'll see how they play out of this and what they play out of it too going forward here. We will meet again when the Orange get back on the court against Louisville for Syracuse basketball postgame. I just want to take a moment, by the way, to say thank you. Our Syracuse Sports Insiders know I've been in contact with you guys. I heard from so many of you. But for our podcast of viewers and listeners that are not Syracuse Sports Insiders, and you should be, uh, a lot of you were wondering, hey, Brent, where were you Tuesday? Where was the post-game show? So, unfortunately, I had my appendix taken out earlier this week. Don't recommend, by the way. Uh, not a fun experience, but I'm feeling a lot better. Was in the hospital for a couple of days. Back in the swing of things. Love uh, to be back at it today. Pulled double duty, covered a lacrosse game, covered some basketball. But that's where I was. So a lot of you reached out to, hey, what's going on? Everything okay? Thank you for that. I really appreciate your well wishes. It meant a ton. And, uh, yeah, that's where I was. But we're full steam ahead. I'm feeling 100% better. I want to thank the great doctors and uh, the, the – uh, just the, everybody that, that treated me, my wife, my, my daughter, my family, it was just kind of rallied around. It's, we've had a couple of medical issues around here lately. Thankfully, nothing serious, but uh, whoo, life's been happening, friends. But we're back, we're moving on, and that's where I was. So that's why we didn't have a show earlier this week, but we're back and better than ever. So we'll be back after the Louisville game. We've got a couple uh, episodes of the Syracuse Sports Podcast coming up this week, a couple of guests that we unfortunately had to postpone a little bit for down the road because I wasn't feeling too well earlier this week. But we'll be back at it. We'll be ramped up, and our Syracuse Sports Insiders know all about it. Text the word ORANGE to 315-847-3895. You can text me directly. You certainly were during this basketball game tonight. It's great to hear from our Syracuse Sports Insiders during the first lacrosse game of the season today. And anytime, your questions, your comments, your opinions, you get it first. And we love our growing community of Syracuse Sports Insiders. You should join today. It's so easy to do. Just text ORANGE to 315-847-3895. That is going to do it for this edition of Syracuse Basketball Post Game, presented by Krause Health. 
exclusive healthcare partner for SU Athletics. My name is Brent Dax. Syracuse loses tonight to Wake Forest 99-70. to We'll catch you next time, guys. Thanks for hanging and enjoy the rest of your weekend, okay?